Welcome to Pivot Turn with Kina and Michelle. I'm Kina. And I'm Michelle. And if you're a performer who is into spirituality, wealth consciousness, looking for more abundance in your life, inner peace, want to find clarity and vision on your path forward, you are in the right place. We give you tips and tricks and ancient secrets to help you transform your life and career from the inside out. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kina. Hello, Michelle. How's it going? Good, very good. What's your shuffling? I've got my sacred destiny oracle cards. I thought we can pull a card and just talk about it. What do you I think? I love it. I okay. love it. For those of you new, we are Kina and Michelle. We are the authors of The Pivot Turn Process. We both are performers, have been performers, have been major auditioners, and been on both sides of the table. Yes. And that being said, we're just going to chat with you and share our knowledge and pick a card. Oh, I feel it. I feel oh, the magic. I feel the magic. All right. What do we want to know? Something for our highest good and the good of all? And the card I pulled is protection. Protection. Ah, what all a right. card to pull during a time of a pandemic. Yeah, for sure. There's a little lightning up there. Oh, yeah, I love it. Which also takes me to this time, Age of Aquarius, where light codes are coming in, golden light codes, and a tree being grounded, grounded yeah. in the earth. Shall yeah. we see what comes up? Sure. Protection. Guardian oak. Mm. In many traditions, the oak tree is associated with wisdom, strength, and protection. One of the many remarkable things about the oak is that from the smallest acorn, a powerful tree of enormous size can spring forth and live for hundreds of years. The roots of the oak go as deep into the earth as its branches reach into the sky. Oh, I love that. The oak is honored for its expanse, its nobility and its endurance. Additionally, its tendency to attract lightning confirmed in the minds of many ancients that the oak represents life force, vitality, and strength. Many cultures revere the oak and honor the living spirit within it. They believe that there was a mystic doorway in the oak tree through which one could travel to inner worlds. Oak is one of the most compelling symbols for protection. The sacred landscape wants you to know one of the most potent signs on the sacred landscape is the ancient oak. It carries numerous meanings. You are protected. You can weather anything. Your roots go deep. You are brave and you can survive anything. Stand strong. You carry the energy of a leader and you have great authority in life. Great wisdom is, is expanding within you and others sense this. This card can also mean to protect your assets, take care to guard and protect your home, your loved ones and yourself. Mmm, that was so good. That was good. What came up for you when you were reading that? Oh my gosh. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of healing work around my, my childhood. And when I read your roots go deep, you are brave and you can survive anything, stand strong. One of the things that came up for me during my healing is I'm still standing, right? I'm still here. I'm still standing. And through all of the trauma and the abuse, I'm still standing. So that's really what comes up for me. What about you? That's huge, Kina. Yes. Yeah, wow, beautiful big. too. Really yeah. beautiful. I, I got goosebumps when you were reading the card. 
what came up for me is the reminder about the roots. Mm -hmm. So often we're caught just in this external body on the mm -hmm. ground. And I know for me, I do so much spiritual work that I'm up here, right? With the lightning and in the tree, but I forget to ground myself mm. and I forget to that our roots, my ancestors, my spiritual ancestors and my genetic ancestors roots go deep. Yeah. Forget about that. And I know from my teachers that we always think it's up here that allows us to tap into other worlds, but just like the card said, it's really being able to ground yourself. It's our root chakra that allows us to connect to the etheric space, which is where, we can connect to other worlds. So that's what came up for me is that I could probably ground down more, get in nature, get by an oak tree, get by the beach. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel very called to the earth, right? I really feel like if I were going to go on any kind of journey, it would be to get deeper into the earth, right? I feel like the I feel a connection to the soil. This is why I garden. I feel a connection to trees. Like I feel the energy from trees. I know that might sound crazy, but I do. Yeah, not at all. I feel like the mountains are like, it's time to return, you know, like it's time to come back. You know, it's just like this pull inside of me. And so my question for you is, do you think you can enter other realms, not so up here, but in the earth? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I've had magical experiences at the beach. And it's been when I'm grounded, when I'm sitting in the sand, when I'm feeling my legs on the sand, I'm feeling earth, you know, and I'll call, call forth like water nymphs, and they'll be dancing on the water and sparkling and changing colors. And I'm thinking, am I hallucinating? <laughs> but this is really happening. Because what is our what is our reality? Our reality is what we see, what we perceive. Yeah. And so it really happened. And but I can't always do that. I happen to be in a really grounded space. What is your favorite place in nature? Would you say mountains or trees? No. Or? Mountains, hands down. Why? I don't even know. I think it's something about the density of a forest. Yeah. What do you love about the mountains? I, I, there isn't much that I don't love. That's the first thing, you know, I would love, I love, I love the drive up. You know, I love the view. I love that they, they spring from the earth, right? And when you think about at one point, maybe where they're standing was flat earth and now they're just majestic. I love the trees, you know, and how tall and dense they are. I love when you get into the forest or into the woods and there's like, just, you can smell it, you know, you can smell, you can see there's so much greenery, like the moss and the vines and the trees. And I love like when you're deep into the woods, when the sun shines through and they're just like these beautiful, like rays that come through. That's so good. And then if you think about everything you said in eco psychology, they would say that's everything that you love about yourself. Oh, so I loved hearing you s describe it through that lens, you know, the light shining through. Think about everything you said. Yeah, it's really powerful. I received that. And it's yeah. funny because, wow, I'm kind of blown away. I'm a little bit speechless. <laughs> with what earth energy do you connect with the most? Well, mine is the ocean. And it makes sense when I, you know, think about it, also knowing what it means, but it's really deep. 
changes all the time. It can be like rough and active and it can be really mellow and smooth. And there's a lot of shadows in there and there's a lot of mystery underneath it. And it's vast and it's expansive. And I find it healing and comforting and magical. I have to get out of my own way because I know what it means and just really talk about what I love so that I'm not self-conscious around it. Yeah, yeah. I got there halfway through, but yeah. So, but I do love the ocean. And I remember when I was in grad school, we were asked that question and I said, I love it because it's the only space that feels big enough to hold all my pain. Oh, wow. That's how much pain I had in me. <laughs> yeah. I can, I totally can relate to that. Just feeling like no one can handle it the depth of yeah. the pain and the suffering. Yeah. You feel that way too? See, Not so much anymore yeah. because of all the work that I've done. Yeah. Same here. But for sure. Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening, you know, and you feel that way, you're not alone. It makes me feel better to hear that I was not alone, that you felt that way too. It does. Pain yeah. can feel so overwhelming. Yeah. It just feels like it can go so deep and go through so many layers I, I used to think like, who can handle that? Who could, who can manage me and that, you know what I mean? But my husband can for sure. So awesome. You're yeah. so lucky. That's great. I am lucky. I am lucky. I'm sure you manage his stuff too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, 20 plus years. Are you kidding years, me? Tina. That's amazing. Yeah. What is your biggest takeaway? From marriage? Yeah. I would say, like, if I had to give somebody advice, I would say, find your best friend, find your best friend and find someone that shares similar values. They don't have to be identical, but you kind of have to be heading in the same direction and want similar things. That makes sense, right? So that if your core values are the same, even if you grow in different directions, you're still aligned at your core. That totally makes sense. Yeah, because then, you know, it's a relationship, so it's going to be rocky sometimes. And so if you can always go back to the values and you realize, okay, we still do want the same things, then you can, you can kind of work through it. And the other thing I would say is don't lose yourself and also continue to deepen your knowing of who you are, just who you are, separate from anything and anyone, just who are you? Those are the things that I would say. Love that. Thank you. Okay, so should we talk a little bit about pivot turn? Just a sure. Bit? Speaking of values, yeah, knowing who you are. Earlier, Michelle mentioned that we are the creators of the pivot turn process, and it's a digital course, a self guided, and it, we created it from our hearts. Right, we created it in the middle of a pandemic because we saw so many things. I mean, we're not we were not immune to everything shutting down and closing down and confusion and uncertainty. But we separately have been working so much on ourselves and chime in whenever, Michelle. No, perfect. You're just actually taking me back to that time of how we did a couple of Facebook lives and the feedback we got was stuff we were sharing so many people didn't know. Yep. And I think that surprised both of us because we've been, like you were just saying, we've been doing this work on ourselves for so long. You just assume everyone knows this stuff. And we thought, wouldn't it be great to sort of put this together in a self-guided course, take everything we know and pull from all these juicy aspects and compile them, especially for performers. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And the thing that I love about it is, I mean, of course, the course is great. And I say that with all the all of the humility that I can muster. So it, I cannot take credit for it. It came through both of us. The other thing that I would say is that, you know, we're, we're really called to serve. We both are called to serve. And this is one of the ways that we're in service to a community that I will speak for myself that when I was lost, I found a family. So being in the arts is more than just being a singer, dancer, actor. It was my family. It was the place where I felt me like the most like me ever. Right. right. Totally get that. A community. Yeah. A community. And so many artists that we heard during the pandemic lost their community, right. their in-person community. Not only did they lose jobs. Yeah. Right. And so many of the like groups that we would talk to would say, I miss being putting on makeup. I miss the stage door. I miss backstage. Not even a lot of them said they miss being on stage. It was it was the ritual and routine of all the backstage community support, even auditioning, seeing people at auditions. That's what people missed. Yeah. So and then the other thing is, I think one of the reasons that we created it is that we know on a very deep spiritual level because of all the work that we do, that the world has changed. It's not gonna go back. We don't know exactly what it's gonna look like. You know, one of the things we say, it's like we're in the middle of a snow globe right now, like shaken up, and we don't know how the snowflakes are gonna fall. But we do know it's different. And we do know that it's gonna require each and every one of us to know ourselves deeper and better and more mm-hmm. clear. And I think that's one of the really great things about the pivot turn process is that it is a self-guided personal exploration. Yeah. And I know when we did it together, there were things you brought in that I was able to look more deeply into myself, you know, that maybe I tapped into 10 years ago, but hadn't looked at again Yeah. and revisiting all that. And what's so great is that we both have gone through a journey by putting it together. Yep. It has made us more clear on who we are and both of us, where we started, it's not where we are now. And that's a testament to the course. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the features of the pivot turn process is this three modules and each module has five lessons and the lessons were very strategic about it. We wanted them to be really bite-sized, get in, get the information, do it and get out, live your life. Yeah, it's not pages and pages of reading and processing. It's really simple, short, succinct lesson, and then introspective thoughts for you to dig deep. And so that you can actually apply it to your life like right now. Yes. Right. That's the thing. So, you know, I remember Bob Proctor saying that if you had 1% more awareness, imagine how much that could change your life. Just 1%, right? That's why we guarantee if you do the course, if you actually do the course, your life will change. We guarantee it. Like guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Guarantee it. My friend who did two chapters, two lessons in module one said she had already created change in her life in the most positive way. And it's created awareness around decisions she was making. And that's everything. Sometimes we go through life unconsciously making decisions, but imagine if we can make them from a place of empowerment and alignment. And of knowing who we are. I I say that over and over again, but I can't 
stress the importance of that, right? Yeah. And I think that this new era that we're heading into really requires knowing who you are. I think that we're being called to follow our hearts to understand that there's more available to each and every one of us. Beautifully put. I agree 100%. That's exactly it. We're going into a heart-centered world right now. It's, it's, we've, we've done a huge shift. Yeah. We're in the age of Aquarius and things aren't going to be able to operate in the old ego paradigm, the old dictatorship, the, you know, even in theater, it, that, it's not going to look that way anymore. It's going to be much more inclusive. Yeah. We've gone through huge changes these year with Black Lives Matter, Me Too movement. So much has shifted this year. So much. Yeah. We're not walking. These are only the things we know about too, That's right? Right. right? That's right. So tell me more about the age of Aquarius. Oh, gosh. Well, the age of Aquarius is about heart-centered living. It's about mm-hmm. unity consciousness. It's moving out of divisiveness and, you know, you, me into us, who we are one. And the only way we can achieve unity consciousness is through the heart. And I do know that just energetically, cosmology-wise, there's more light codes coming in, there's more energy coming in. And so we have to increase our light bodies to receive that. Okay, I'm gonna pause you for a second. So light code, what's that? (laughs) Fancy term for the energy that the sun's given us. You know, we're all energy. And, you know, we're really coded. We've got sacred geometry that makes up our whole body and it's all coded. And the old codes are actually being dismantled Mm. on earth and in our bodies. And then, okay, so you said light code, you said light body. What's that? Yep. Right. So we are beings of light and we are often so shrouded in density, Mm -hmm. not only our muscle mass and our human body density, but our emotional density. Oh yeah. Like right. And you know that talking about, right. Yes. Anything that drags us down is lower density, which is one of our, one of our lessons in pivot turn. We talk yep. about vibration mm-hmm. and so we're being asked to raise our vibration in the age of Aquarius. And so my other question for you, let's say somebody is just t- tipping their toe into the spiritual water and it's all like, Ooh, I want to know more. What would be like, you know, like getting pivot turn, obviously, would be a really great start. What else would someone feel like could be something that they can do to get going? That's beautiful. You know, I say meditate and I know people's reactions to that. It's like, ah, we hear that everywhere and it's so hard to sit and be quiet. You know, I know that. But meditation can look different and it could be stretching is a meditation anything that gets you out of your thinking head and the way to tap into your intuition is not through your head and your thoughts. It's through your body. Spirituality is not in your head and your thoughts. It's through your heart. It's through your body. It's through your higher self, which is your heart. That's the, that's the center of all of our chakras. It's the center of everything. So I would suggest anything that gets you down into your heart, Mm. dancing, singing. That's why I think performers love what they do so much because it's so much of it is heart centered and we're miserable when we move up into our ego and get in our minds because that's not where it all lives. But anything that gets you heart centered, journaling, writing, getting, getting all that stuff that's on your head out onto the page and clearing it, being in nature, going circling full circle around, getting in nature is a great way to connect spiritually, believe it or not. I love that. 
One of the ways that, one of the first things that I was taught to do, and this is very, I guess, 3D, is to really follow your desires. Desires are different from wants, right? Desires are the things, like when you think about a true desire, you have this like, that, I gotta have that feeling, you know? (laughs) It's different. I don't know how else to say it, but it really, for me, desires are like a big hell yeah, like, yes, I want that. It doesn't make sense. It may not be rational. It may be like ridiculous, but it is true for you, true for me, you know, like I'll use this as a perfect example. So it was raining here the other day. So anytime it's raining here in Southern California, I know it's snowing in the mountains. And I'm like, we're going to the mountains. We're going to go see the snow. And my son was grumbling. My husband was kind of grumbling. But I was like, I'm going. You guys can come or not, but I'm going. So everybody came. Everybody went to, to the mountains. But it was just like, that was such a desire. It was more than a want, right? Because a want, you can want it and still not fulfill on it right? But a desire is like, I have got to do this thing, or I have got to go, or I've got to be this or have this or something. It's just like, you've got to do it. Right. And so finding your truth, dipping your pinky toe into the spiritual waters. For me, it all started with desires, because I believe that when you have these true desires, it comes from source. It's source's way of, of expression individualized as each of us. You're, you have your desires, I have my desires. And that's just like Source's way of living on this planet through us having these beautiful experiences, having these desires that only we can have in, in our own unique way. And the more we can do that, the closer we are to Source, the more aligned we are, the happier we are, the more on purpose we live our lives and the more powerful we feel. And to me, that is like the beginning of it. Nina, that was so good. That was like a sermon. Hallelujah. (laughs) That was so good. And you know what else I got from that is that desires, as you spoke about them, came from a place, like you said, of source. I was going to use the word love, but I love how you went to source. Coming from that place of source, because want comes from lack. Mm -hmm. And that's such a great distinction. And so just hearing you talk about that, I could fine tune my wants and needs and change them into, wait, what is a want and need and what is a desire and come from a desire place? Such a great distinction. Desire feels almost sexy. Yes, totally. It does. Sensual. We're alive. Yeah, Yeah. sensual. It's alive. It's breathing. It's, you got out to the mountains, like, and it's action. You, You take action with it. I love that. And the mountains were glorious. We were in a snowstorm. There was snow everywhere. And it was just fantastic. Oh, my God. First of all, your favorite place, mountains. And then the card, the tree card that you pulled at the beginning. And I love trees. Protection. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the, this just came to me, one of the biggest ways we can protect ourselves is by knowing ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we do with Pivot Turn Process right? It's so you can know yourself better. So you can protect yourself. So you can stay in your power. Yeah. So you're not leaking your energy, giving your power away to things that are not really your truth, not in alignment with who you're here on the planet to be. Yeah. 
I know when I first started on this journey, I gave my power away to anyone and everyone. And I didn't know it. Same. <laughs> so pivot turn is really about reclaiming what's already yours to, to go back home, basically. Yes. And to reclaim your personal power, because once you're in your personal power, then divine providence moves with yeah. you, right? Yeah. So it's not like pushing, like pushing ah, that boulder up I'm, a mountain. I'm getting right? goosebumps. That's right. Yeah. It's not those, it's not a course that's going to drain you. It's a course that's going to, like you just said, take you home, take you home to you. And nothing feels better than being in alignment and feeling at home with who you are. Ooh. We throw that word alignment around a lot. And so I know when I was just beginning, alignment was just a word. Ooh, yeah. Go on. I wasn't sure what it was and how to access it. Like it sounded good and it sounded like, yeah, I want alignment. But yeah. then I'm like, what does that actually mean? Like, I didn't know what surrender meant. I didn't know what forgiveness meant. Mm. I didn't know what allow meant. Mm. I didn't know what alignment meant. I didn't, I understood those words. I understood them, but I didn't know. Experience. That's the true knowing. And that's why I love our course too, because the true, we can, we can talk and teach, but the true knowing is through experience. And then when you found it, you went, did you say, oh, this is alignment. This must be what alignment is. I was overcomplicating it. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I was like, I was thinking like alignment was like this thing I had to do like this big ritual and, and do all the things and conjure the yes, revelations, like <laughs> all the things. Right. But then, then I was like, then I learned that alignment is feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling I good. think it's center point, you know, being in my center, not being like, you know, squirrel, like not being, you know, so thrown, not being worried about anyone else fully in my heart, aligned center, zero point and feeling happy and good at peace yeah. at one. At one. Well, this was fun. I loved it. Let's do it again another time. Let's do it again. So for all of you who watched this, if you liked us, leave some comments, give us a thumbs up, subscribe. And we'll keep posting these and we'll just chat. Yeah, we'll pick cards for you. Yeah, I would love that. Community. All right, everyone. And we always high five. Have a great day. 